Welcome back, everybody. Time again for another episode of Funnel Radio. The flagship here in the Funnel Radio channel for at-work listeners like you. Where week in and week out, we take a look at all the elements that go to building a modern marketing funnel. From the man who's built many... Jim Overmare. Hey, Jim. Hey, Paul. Good to see you today. I like the viral marketing you're doing for the Ferndale Farmstead Creamery. What the heck is that? From seed to cream. Seed to cream. I've got my hat on today. It's the greatest <laughs> dairy in Whatcom County. I'm two miles from the Canadian border. We've got cows, man. You've got to send cows. me one We've of these. We've got corn. We've got berries. This is a happening place in Ferndale Creamery. Is one of those places. They take their couple thousand cows and they make not only milk but they make they make they make great creamery products How about cheese cheese. cheese i love cheese yeah uh-huh. cheese all right cheese. i want to i want a cap in the mail here i got i'm going to spread it around if for no other reason than people are going to say where the hell is the ferndale farmstead creamery all right let's get started on our program today <laughs> and it should be no surprise to people today that our guest today is paul roberts yes sir and Paul is our producer for the last 11 years on the Funnel Radio channel. But little do people know, mm. very few people fully understand the power of Paul Roberts. <laughs> he broadcasts 40 programs on OC Talk Radio. That's he true. has an estimated 1 million listeners a year on the channel, which includes probably 50,000 to 150,000 of ours. But he's got a million listeners, and that's no joke on the channel. And... Our subject today is podcasting, narrowcast versus broadcast. Yep. What does Paul have to say about narrowcasting versus broadcast? Now, broadcast goes to the masses. Right. It's like a television program. Right. That's just produced through the air. The uh, narrowcasting is much more like cable television. It goes to specific people who subscribe to it. Niche versus the masses here. For years, since the medium was founded, since radio and then television was created, it was aimed towards a broadcast. They call it broadcasting. We're gonna we're gonna send this telecast, this radio cast out broadly to as many people as we can reach. We're just going to point it into the air and hope somebody hears it here. It's like a billboard. You put it in an intersection, you hope people drive by. But I have been preaching and teaching for a long time. I'm like John the Baptist trying to say there's a new uh, there's a new world coming here. You look uh, a little bit like John the Baptist with, that that, beard. That, with the beard and the uh, hair shirt on here. And... Yeah, yeah. No, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. There. It just struck me as funny. I have been preaching this for a long time that we're looking at it completely wrong. Modern media is not. It's moving away from a mass marketing model. It's much more about narrow casting, about target approach, about using a rifle shot instead of a scatter gun. Well, the marketing managers out there, the CMOs out there, understand this. They understand it from a database perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may think of exhibits, for instance, very much, which are probably dead for the next 12 months, yeah, right. from what I can tell. But exhibits being broadcasting, you're willing to talk to anybody who walks down the aisle, even exactly. though it might be cardiologists or hospital administrators. It's a form of narrowcasting, but it, it's yeah. really... Well, and, uh, and it's that idea that you don't, uh, you don't, you can't find people, so you just stand on a street corner, you stand at a trade booth, you project it out aimlessly into the air, 
and you hope you catch somebody. You hope somebody happens to look up and see the billboard, walk by your display, or as they're randomly tuning up and down the dial or hitting the remote control, they randomly come across you. They're not searching for you. They just fumble upon you and find you. And and yet if you ask people, you say, what would you like to do? Would you, you put, I don't know, what does a billboard cost these days? $50,000, $5,000, a ton of money to put a billboard up on a major freeway in the hope that five people, your five potential customers will drive by that point, look up, see to it, and respond. Wouldn't it be much more effective if you could find a way to target those five people directly? Well, that's what what a surprise podcasting is all about. Yeah, right. It's very much narrowcasting. I think narrowcasting sends a message and stirs a lot of passions in a small number of people. Right. Narrowcasting says, I'm going to a specific group of people that have a passion about my message. Right. And they're looking for this kind of conversation. In the inside, inside sales. Right. He will not interview anyone. He will not consider anybody that that talks about uh, big ideas and big the big tactics and universal tactics. He wants people that are talking to inside salespeople. Yeah. And presenting ideas to them that will allow them to increase their productivity on a daily basis. A very narrow group of people, narrowly, with a narrow message aimed at them. Here's the example I always give, and you thank you for pointing out, we have lots of shows here on OC Talk Radio. We're proud to carry the full range of programming from the Funnel Radio Network that's grown enormously over the last few years. Uh, We syndicate that here on our station here. Let's take a look at what we're talking about here. If we did a show on, let's say, orthopedic surgery there's one that wouldn't get many listeners right how many people would listen to a show on orthopedic surgery but imagine who would listen to it it would be orthopedic surgeons or people in that field who else would listen to this show you know that by definition it's so narrowly defined that you can safely assume that they're in your field because this is something that wouldn't appeal to anybody outside of the field so you're and talking another, about another a narrow way to look group. at it, yeah. too, is if you had an orthopedic surgeon who's talking about uh, the easy way to replace your knee or hip. Or, or some and high-tech. It would go now to all of those people, probably over 60, who are considering a hip or knee replacement. Exactly. It's another form of narrow casting, slightly bigger. So how can narrowcasting work versus broadcasting? First of all, it's a targeted message. It goes directly to the, they're looking for content on orthopedic surgery because you're considering having one or you work in that field. So they're coming to you rather than you just intruding your message on them in front of a YouTube video or as they drive by a billboard here. It's selective programming versus intrusive programming. And I think that's a huge thing. I don't really understand the YouTube model. I don't truly personally believe that they will survive i know this is radical youtube the largest search engine in the world oh the biggest success story we've seen in our lifetime here and yet think about how they advertise to people they they advertise themselves the answer man they've got the answers for everything so you want to learn how to change a tire go to youtube you want to learn how to do something go to youtube and there's somebody that's put up a video and yet you're there looking to change a tire and they put a toilet paper commercial in front of you that's broadcasting we're not aiming at anybody specifically. Every time somebody opens anything, we're going to say toilet paper in the hope that some of them will actually be interested. Most of them are actually annoyed. 
I find myself can't wait to say stop, stop, stop to turn that ad off. How does that benefit them? Yes, they got toilet paper in front of me. They tricked me into seeing toilet paper for a few seconds. But I'm so angry at them for intruding into what I really wanted to learn that I don't think I've attached any interest in that brand whatsoever, their message. I'm probably annoyed at them more than I am interested in them. Whereas if the ad had specifically targeted, if they did geotargeting and said, oh, you're looking at a, a, a YouTube video on how to change a tire, here's an ad from a tire company that doesn't need to get changed as often or fixes flats itself or runs flat or whatever it is. I might be more interested and inclined to listen to that because it has to. it's content related to what I'm looking for. And that's what we're trying to do here. Society as a whole, I believe, is a broadcast society. Yeah, very much Business so. to business, however, the business community is a narrowcast society. Mm, that may be. It's a, it's a society, it's a group of people who want specific messages because they don't have time for the broadcast message anymore. They want specific messages that appeal to them as they buy products. And now, let's take a look at some of the other shows in the Funnel Radio channel. We've got WVU Marcom Today from West Virginia University. Mm -hmm. They go to their students who are considering a master's program in digital marketing communications, a master's in one year. Right. And the show gives them a sampler of what they know and who they know. If you want to understand if that program's worth your investment, listen to their podcast for a few times and you'll see the high level of people that teach in that program and the high level of guests that they get. So that's a way to sample what they are. The Ferndale Farmstead Creamery. They could take two approaches. They could just put a billboard up and say, we got it, come get it. And every time they can get that message in front of somebody, that's broadcasting in the hope that somebody will respond. Or or they could be on a cheese connoisseur's podcast where people are looking for special kinds of cheese and, and they could talk about the, I'm, I'm salivating as I say this, the art of crafting the cheese and the different tastes and flavors and profiles and stuff. That would be something that would attract people to them rather than trying to intrude and get in front of somebody when they really want to learn something else. It's the fundamental shift that's coming. And, and my frustration, if you sense it, is this. We have advertisers all the time to come to our station or people who want to do a show, potentially. And I say, look, this is a niche. This is narrow casting. You're not going to get millions of people. It's not about how many. It's about who listens. And they go, oh, yeah, yeah, I get that. And they say, but how many listen? And I say, then you've missed the whole point. If there's two people listening and they're your two customers, particularly if they're big if you're selling big-ticket items, if their cheeses are very expensive cheeses, they don't have to sell a lot of cheeses to that handful of people to make this investment and effort worthwhile, whereas they might have to spend tons of money to blanket all the state of Washington with an ad in the hope that only a handful are really going to drive to Ferndale and buy their cheese. It's a whole well, look different at all approach. The, look at all the shows on your channel and mine. It's about 40 shows doing a million listeners a year. So you say a million listeners a year. That's that's broadcasting. Right. Yes and no. It's a million listeners a year broken down into 40 narrow podcasting right. venues. Niches, right. Name some of the other shows that you produce outside of Funnel Radio. Name some of the other shows that you produce. We do a show on Lithuanian folk music. No. <laughs> But if you did, that'd be a perfect example. You know, how many people would listen to it? Five people. But we'd have them all. You know, we'd have that community. Like, well, we, who else is on your channel? We do a lot of shows on HR. 
you would think the dullest group in the world, HR directors. Oh, my God. And yet these programs, which get way down in the weeds of all the intricacies of the world of HR today here, are probably some of our biggest payoff shows for the people that get behind it because they get in front of people who are really interested in getting in the weeds and way down in the intricacies of this very complex subject here. So it's not something for casual listeners. Nobody would just stumble across and say, hey, I'll give that 20 minutes. You'd have to really have an interest in that. We do shows on uh, sales through your effort. We do a show on uh, Rick Francis has been with us forever about the power of peer groups. He runs peer groups, and he's constantly preaching and teaching to people the power of learning from others. Uh, you don't have to experience everything yourself. You can learn from the experiences of others. What can what you What about learn? finance? Finance, of course, we do shows. Here's a perfect Investor example. Investments? Investment. We do a show on alternative investment strategies. Now, I thought they were going to talk about kooky stuff like baseball cards or coins or something here. It's a very high-level discussion for a select group of investment managers who want to learn more about hedge funds and unique mutual funds that actively get in and out of the market and uh, market timing strategies and other sorts of things. Very sophisticated discussion that we thought would only appeal to a handful of people and probably does, and yet those people are very high-powered influential because they're running like the guy who puts on the show they're registered investment advisors for wealthy people they manage their money and that shows a perfect example of one that got picked up in the most unlikely places it's now on the thompson reuters financial terminals because they heard it at a trade show that we went to we were broadcasting there and they said this is exactly the type of content we're looking for narrow niche content that we can't produce ourselves or don't have the time or energy or talent to do it so they run our show on their broadcast channel these are the terminals that everybody buys and puts into their you know financial offices here the merrill lynch's of the world and others and they picked this show up because it offered a unique niche that nobody else was addressing really interesting can we take a quick break here yeah. and when we come back i've got some other things to touch on when this narrow casting and today i'm going to flip things around on you, Paul. Paul, you usually do the commercial. Right. I'm going to do the commercial today okay, good. because you're our guest and I don't want you to work today. <laughs> I like that. All right. Well, let, so, me, let me play the let me play the little intro and you can go. Here we okay. go. Have you wanted to create a podcast for your company or brand? Do you want to establish your thought leadership without writing a book? Do you have a personal brand? Funnel Media Podcasting makes it easy so you can be heard by hundreds or thousands of listeners. Separate yourself from the crowd. Contact Funnel Media to bring your story to the marketplace. We make it easy and convenient. Go to podcasting podcast. <laughs> Go to podcastmadeeasy.com. Oh, boy. Paul, I think you haven't lost your job. You're, you're going to have to keep <laughs> this one. All right. Okay. What's unique about what you've created there, which I realized 11 years ago, is that you have a local channel that broadcasts all over Orange County through the Internet, correct? It's not terrestrial. It's open to a broad-based audience, but it's built, in, it's built on this. Rather than trying to get one show to get a million listeners, we would rather have a 1,000 shows with a 1,000 listeners. That's it. So you broadcast, and you have a live show, as it's going out today live, right. and at the same time, we edit the podcast and present them, and probably 90% of the listeners come from the podcast replays. Right. Listen when they want, where they want. This is where you get your million, million, two listeners 
because of all the shows. Exactly. It's very frustrating to explain this to so many, to advertisers in particular. We have ad, ad agencies come in here all the time and scratch their heads and say, I don't know what to make of you. Okay, you get 1,000 downloads in this first 30 days, or you get 1,000 people listening live. All right, we'll give you $25 CPM, cost per 1,000. You show us 1,000 listeners, we'll give you $25 to run an ad. Big deal. We're looking for $25 million. I say, okay, I'll take your $25, uh, and I'll run your ad, but I get to keep your credit card, right? And they say, well, no, what, what do you mean? Well, because next month, they're going to get another 1,000 downloads. And over the next three months, I'm going to no- get another 1,000 downloads. And over the next 10 years, I'm going to get another 10,000 downloads. Because it doesn't go away. And they go, oh, no, no, it doesn't work that way. I say, then you're not understanding the new media. The new media is it's the long tail that uh, Amazon has always talked about and built their business on. Amazon sells a, two examples of a billion different SKUs each. They have billions of SKUs, and they sell handfuls of those, but they sell it to them over a long period of time, and it doesn't cost them anything to store that or to sell it because they're using other people to fulfill those orders. It's a whole complete flip of what we're looking for. It's not trying to get in front of as many people as possible. It's trying to get in front of the right people with content. They don't just hit once. It stays up forever. We'll take a look at Matt Hines' show. Sales Pipeline Radio. Right. It's really about also about the marketing pipeline. He's he's looking for a small number of people who need the exact product and service he offers, which is pipeline management. Right. And yet he gets about 5,000 people a month listening to his program. No small number for an agency out of Seattle. Well, particularly when you look at, uh, I think it was Libsyn, uh, there's several of these platforms like Libsyn and Podbean that store these and then send them out to everybody. And Rob Welch at Libsyn, this was this was several years ago. I'm sure it's it's even gotten more dramatic since then. But the quote was something like, less than 5% of podcasts get 500 listeners a month or more. Most of them are really narrow niches. Not just because, you know, it's somebody doing something on their personal passion, knitting or Lithuanian folk music or something else. But it's because part of it is the inherent problem of small podcasters pushing this up, but because they're all talking about something very niche. It's like what happened when cable TV came on the scene. You and I are both old enough to remember when there were just three television channels, and it was easy to get a 50% share for Ed Sullivan because they only had three choices that night. We but, were little kids, Paul. Yeah. We hardly knew what television was. <laughs> exactly. But, we you know, were just tiny little You kids. got three choices, so you know you're going to get probably a third of the audience on any given night. Maybe you get half of the audience. You get tons of people. Then along comes cable television, and they had hundreds or thousands of channels. So they broke that audience down into a much smaller segment. And now channels like Fox News saying, well, we're the number one channel on cable. Yeah, they're still, but they're still tiny compared to what CBS and ABC and NBC used to get a million years ago when there are only three choices. Because the audience has been fragmented into millions of these little sub-channels. And that's what we're doing. We're taking it even further. YouTube, there's millions of uh, YouTube channels. There's now close to a million podcast channels out there. All this is fragmenting the office down, our audience down into smaller and smaller. I think many of these podcasts that we produce... They have a very passionate fan base. Oh, that, that's Matt. the key to this. They not only, you not only get a handful of people listening, you get passionate followers. The Columbia School of Journalism did an article years ago that I constantly quote. They said, podcasting generates what every other medium dreams of, fanatical followers. Uh, sometimes we get embarrassed and we say, gee, our show's only getting a couple hundred uh, downloads. 
but they come every week and they're there and they listen continually and they share it and they tell the world about it. And isn't there some, there was some book written a few years ago, I wish I could remember, a famous book that said, if you want to build a brand today, get a thousand fanatical followers. That's what we're doing. We're building people who who are searching for the content you're looking for. And when they find it, they fanatically support it, share it, and respond to it. And most of the people we're dealing with are selling big ticket items. They're not selling toothpicks. They're selling something, a service, an engagement that can be $10,000, $50,000, $100,000. You only have to get one or two of those to make this whole medium work off for you in a big way. Well, Connect and Sell is now on Wednesdays on our channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Beal, Corey Franks, and they're doing the the Mark Dominance Guy program. Right. And it's just the two of them going back and forth. And they're one of the fastest growing programs on our channel. The only one that's grown faster is Daryl Prale. Mm-hmm. And Daryl Prale is just, he spends a lot of time expanding his channel and with marketing behind it, LinkedIn mentions, et cetera, et cetera. But it's interesting. Chris Beal has the program with the most downloads on Daryl Prale's program, <laughs> and he's got his own program. So it's very interesting. You get these passionate listeners. You yes. mentioned Chris Beal to people, and they want to go listen. Exactly. And then and, once they become passionate, now you're Tony Robbins. Now they're, they're, they're not just listening to your show. They want to buy your books. They want to go see your appearances. They want to hire you to come in and do an engagement with them or a speaking engagement. You know, it, it's no secret why so many successful people are using podcasts to promote themselves, to show what they know and who they know. And then the further discussion, which we should do in another show, is how to use the content as content marketing. I think there's three keys to why podcasts take off. We've addressed one of them here. It's narrowcasting. It's going after a niche directly with content that they will fanatically follow and be interested in. It's not trying to dumb it down and turn it into a broad-based audience of people who might listen but are never going to buy anything from you. The second thing is the content itself becomes part of your marketing campaign. Content is how you get found. I don't want to hear your pitch until I decide whether or not you really are the person I'm looking for, whether you can answer my question. I got I only go to the Internet now because I got a problem. First, show me that you can solve the problem, and then we'll talk about your product or service here. And you do that through blogs. You do that through podcasts. You do that through speaking engagements, all sorts of thought leadership that shows I'm the guy for you. And then the third aspect of it is not just the narrow, focused, laser-focused attention and not just the content that you're doing, but then it's trying to use these podcasts in a way to, to build a following and to build a tribe. It's the content that you use to get found, and then it's a way to continue the conversation with these people. I, I think those are the three aspects that people have. That conversation can be carried through a smartphone, which is the one thing they carry with them all day. It doesn't well, today require I was read. listening to the channel on my smartphone because I listen to every program that launches right. and listen to the programs. And so I was uh, making my bagel this morning listening to the programs as they launched. With Ferndale Creamery. Uh, yes, the Ferndale. Okay. And the, our last program was on frequency. Our next program from the podcast guys, Paul and Jim, is going to be on content. How podcasting creates content in 16 different ways to help in your marketing effort. For coming on today, you're the regular guy now. You are <laughs> one of the two podcast guys. So we're going to do this on a regular basis. Podcasting is a different thing than anybody's seen before. It's long-form storytelling. It's creating content you can use to get found in search engines and to start a conversation. You're wrong if you think it's all about how many people are listening. It's who listens more than how many. 
Paul, you're just so passionate about this. Hey, we've got to go today, but Matt Hines is coming up on his program, and it is going to be a great program today. I can't wait to hear from him. He's going to talk uh, about what's, what's your noble sales purpose. What's your purple? noble sales purpose? Best yeah. practices from Lisa McLeod. Thank you, Paul. From the podcast, guys, Jim Obermeyer and Paul Roberts. Paul Roberts. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Till next week. You've been listening to another example of the Funnel Radio Channel for at work listeners like you. 